What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's Thursday, January 6th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. 30,000 active duty service members still have yet to be vaccinated, despite mandates and some deadlines already passing. To be clear, the vaccination rate stands at more than 97%, but some are instead resigning or facing honorable discharges instead of getting the jab. Lawsuits are pending and thousands have requested religious exemptions, although none have been granted. Melissa Hernandez, reporter at the LA Times, joins us for more. Thanks for joining us, Melissa. Thank you so much. Let's talk about the vaccine mandates and what's going on with our U.S. troops right now. There's thousands of troops that are defying these COVID-19 vaccine orders right now. Now, to be clear, the vaccination rate for the service members right now is pretty good. I think we have about 97% of active duty forces have uh, received at least one dose of the vaccine, but there are a lot of holdouts. So, uh, Melissa, tell us a little bit more about what we're seeing. Sure. So it's an interesting thing because, you know, obviously when we think about the military, we think about the fact that these are people who are given these lawful orders and they're told to abide by these orders without really questioning it. And this is one of the first instances where we're really seeing that pushback and that defiance from troops who are making this claim and putting their stake in the ground by saying, no, I understand I am a soldier of the military and I am part of these branches, but I'm going to refuse that. It's been something that has been an interesting thing to follow because it's been evolving so fast. I mean, as you mentioned, we do have 97% of our forces are fully vaxxed, which is fantastic. But when you have this microcosm of about 30,000 active duty service members that are defying this mandate, that brings up the question of military readiness, which is essentially the biggest concern that we have. So it's been very interesting, you know, obviously getting to talk to people and hearing their perspectives on it and the various reasons of why people are choosing not to get vaccinated. You know, it's I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Totally. No. And th- and that's uh, what I wanted to point to next. Right. You know, we hear a lot of stories. We know there's a lot of uh, service members that are already going through it. And some of them have made the choice to not get vaccinated, maybe leave, resign, however. But you did talk to a couple of people, uh, some young people, cadets at West Point, in fact, who are starting their careers, basically hoping to become officers, going through that whole route. And uh, I think you spoke to a pair of people who resigned who left West Point because of this. That was very interesting because, you know, I'm sure if you're familiar with the military, you understand that when you sign up for this, there is an initial commitment that you have to fulfill, whether that could be four or five or six years. And what we're seeing is cadets at West Point or even just that enlist in the army, 18, 19 years old, are rescinding now their commitments and they're choosing to step away, most of them with honorable or generally under honorable conditions. And there's a big difference between both of those. But it's interesting because it makes you think, so what happens to these people that choose to leave early after the military has already invested so much money into them? You know, at West Point, there is a two-year commitment after you start, where if you leave after your first two years, you do have to pay that money back to the military. So it, it kind of makes you think, like, what are the reasons of why people are leaving? Obviously, we heard an array of things from everybody that we spoke to, but it makes you wonder, 
what happens to these people, you know, when the military's invested so much money in the case of West Point, I think their tuition is about $400,000. We put all this money into them and now they're leaving. That's something to think about. And tell me a little bit more, if you could, about the discharge, because it is an honorable discharge if you do refuse this. So at least for for some people getting a dishonorable discharge, I mean, all that carries all sorts of other implications for your future. So at least they're not going that way, which is pretty good, I guess. Absolutely. And the fact that they're not getting dishonorable discharges is something that has been as of recent. So President Biden did sign the National Defense Authorization Act on the evening of December 27th. And there is a specific clause in there that does prohibit dishonorable discharges for service members who are refusing to get vaccinated. Now, while we were writing this story in the middle of December, that was not the case. At the time, the military and particularly with the Army, who was the ones that I spoke to the most, they had plans in place to start dishonorably discharging troops who were refusing the mandate. So now we're seeing that people are getting to separate from the military for refusing these lawful orders, but they still get to keep all of their benefits and all of their pensions, all of their VA stuff. So that's a very, very interesting development. And that was something that came up as we were writing. So it was a lot of back and forth and trying to figure out what exactly is going to happen to these troops going forward. And even as of now, with the Authorization Act signed, we don't really know because those policies by the Secretary of Defense and all of the individual military branches have not been solidified. When people are talking about reasons why they're refusing the vaccine, what are you hearing? I'm assuming it mirrors a lot of what we see in the general public. Vaccines might not be ready. They're too new. I know there's a lot of people looking for religious exemptions, although I think uh, there's been a lot of those put out there uh, or a request for them, at least and the military hasn't granted any of those. No. So we've seen across every single military branch that there's been receival of thousands of religious exemptions and every single one of them has been denied. Now, obviously, people that I spoke to, there was a gamut of reasons why they chose not to get vaccinated. Some of them were religious reasonings and they all had their reasons to cite. But what was interesting is some of the reasons that I also got was just the fact that people don't want to be told what to do. And that is ironic when you're hearing that from the military coming from, you know, you're given a lawful order, you are told this is what you have to do. And you get that pushback of being told no. So it's a gamut of things. I mean, obviously, people do have concerns over vaccine safety, which is understandable. But, you know, when you talk to people that tell you that, you know, they've served deployments and they were back Marines where they took the anthrax vaccine, which at the time when anthrax came out in the late 90s, when they mandated it, there was controversy surrounding that and people did push back, but not to the extent that we're seeing with the COVID vaccine. Right. So and the military been, has a long history of, of mandating these vaccines and, and all this other stuff health for health reasons to keep the troops healthy. Absolutely. And it all boils down to military readiness. And that is the most important thing. Obviously, we need to make sure that troops are safe and that they are protected, because if they do get called to service, especially those who are active duty, we need to make sure that they're ready. It was the same thing like when the flu vaccine came out, like around the World War II era, when they started mandating it. There were reasons why the flu outbreak did not overtake a lot of the military branches because we had this vaccine in place and there was that trust in science that the vaccine was going to protect our soldiers. And that same motif is carried over with the COVID vaccine as well. Well, we'll see. This is an ongoing story. I know there's some deadlines that have passed. There's others that have yet to come. You know, in the end, we'll have to see how many troops do leave or or get uh, discharged. But uh, an ongoing story for now. Melissa Hernandez, reporter at the LA Times. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.